So let's, let's listen to the message of Abraham. Abraham is all about his faith. You know, Deacon is Lee Yeonsun. She personally brought me the water. So uh, let's be seated, let's begin. Faith is everything, right? If you live by faith, then it's so comfortable to live in this world. You know, someone who is very bold, um, it is easier for them to live in the world, but faith is uh, not even comparable to the boldness. Faith is something of the Creator. Even God lives by His faith. He's making fun of um, Dickiness Lee about Dongyu, her son. <coughs> Sorry. Um, anyways, is everyone um, watching the, the broadcasting? And I heard a news from China. In China, the COVID is severe and because the situation is harsh, I, I sense lots of fear. When in, in China, they could not find a funeral place and the price for to hold a funeral uh, became so expensive that they need to go far away from their hometown to have a funeral. So the Chinese um, brothers and sisters, they are having such a hard time. And it is impossible to understand their situation through news because there are so many fake news. news. And some say that the funeral cost um, rose 30 times more than before. Where's Sister Sogol? Did she go back to China? Where is she translating in? She's outside. Sister Eunjin is translating. So let's, let's come back in quickly. We'll begin the sermon. Everyone come in. Tell everyone to come in. Yeah, according to Sister Sogol, um, Deaconess Sogol, she said the funeral cost became 30 times more expensive than before. So anyways, let's begin. Anyone who has not received the tendering yet? Why so many people? Bring in the, the tendering. Yeah, 
Where's Pastor Lee? I, I thought we had enough, enough tangerine. So yeah, let's, let's bring in let's bring in all the so raise your hand if you have not received the tangerine yet. Anyways, let's begin. Because we began today's today's service with that big data thing. And today's recording will be filled with this tangerine thing. <laughs> He's rebuking Pastor Lee Suyong for coming to the conference instead of going back home and writing his his you know doctoral paper. Anyways, let's begin. Throughout this week, you need to receive lots of grace so that you will be uh, receiving more grace during the blessing, uh, New Year blessing ministry. Anyways, um, you know, let's pray one more time. It's so, so distracting. So, Father, Tonight, let this be the time that we receive the faith of Abraham. Father, let this strong faith of Abraham transcend the time and space so that it will be um, transparted within us. Father, allow your inspiration and revelation to us so that we could receive that by faith. Let's pray. So look, when we leave, it is, it is natural for us to live according to what we have, right? If you have one dollar, you, you could live only the amount of one dollar, right? And let's say that is normal thing, then people of God to people of God it is normal for them to live according to the amount of their faith so in the Bible everything that you have done without faith is sin do not take this word lightly 
When I met the Lord 33 years ago, the first year, uh, God pointed out lots of sins within me, and the, the greatest thing, the largest thing that He pointed out was the things that I have done without faith. And I thought to myself, then, if I take a breath, uh, if I took a breath without faith, then is that even a sin? So how fearful is that? Within your day, the biggest uh, repentance subject for you should be uh, about the unbelief. So if you do not live by faith, then it does not just end not living by faith, but it ends to committing sin. So it will end to, uh, it will go, it will reach to the cost of sin, which is death. So, but because you have the, the ability of the precious blood of Jesus Christ and you cleanse yourself every day, then that's no big deal. But, but because you are keep consid- um, uh, constantly uh, committing the sin every day. We heard the story of Elijah and we talked about this. We, we need to sustain the righteousness. And that means that we have to do everything by faith if not you are keep constantly committing sin but we have God's um, amazing grace of righteousness and we have solved this issue of heaven and hell but but about the all the matter of sins that you have not solved until the day until the end time you will have to go go there and deal with those things so look when we go to the uh, le- um, wedding festival of the, uh, of the lamb mo- many people will be just uh, the crowd because 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 they will not sustain their uh, faith life. So the ones who will uh, achieve the uh, qualification to become the bride for for the lamb are, are little, are few. So we keep talking about this faith. So entering into the Sabbath stage, of Sabbath rest stage of faith, is not about our effort. And the Holy Spirit would just naturally um, let you know about what it is to live by faith, and He will keep remind you of for all the things that you have done without faith. So as we begin this new year, 2023, why is God um, talking about this faith so much? Because it's so practical, so important, and it is. The most normal and ordinary image for our life, living by faith. For example, if, if the Bible said that the righteous shall live according to his own thoughts, then we will live according to our thoughts. But it says the righteous shall live by his faith. So the righteous must live by faith. And the core part of salvation lies on faith and the righteous becoming a, um, becoming glory glorious lies on the faith. So, living by faith is, is not just, just little cases that you need within certain areas in your life. No, your whole life must turn into faith. We talked about Elijah. And, and when when these days churches says fullness of the Holy Spirit, they consider this thing a very occasional thing. No, in the Bible, in the Bible, the Bible is keep commanding us to sustain the fullness of the Holy Spirit always, always. 
And that should be a normal and ordinary image of us. So, so, so you need to let go of all the wrong information that is keep deceiving you. You need to uh, pluck out those wrong informations. Have you ever heard from, from other churches that you have attended before uh, that you need to always sustain the fullness of the Holy Spirit? But not sustaining the fullness of the Holy Spirit is sin. And we have been deceived by the enemies that we sh- uh, it is okay to not sustain the fullness of the Holy Spirit always. So, so we, that means that we are keep committing sin, not sustaining the faith, not sustaining the fullness of the Holy Spirit, so that we are um, ins- unsensitive. We don't know, and we are uh, very numb to the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We don't know what He wants. We don't know what He thinks. And what we keep here is the voice of the world and voice of the enemies. So it is, we can say it is even lucky for us that we will not go to hell. So you need to know that this is very practical, this is real. Oh, it is so real that the righteous must live by faith and there is no other way. You need to acknowledge this, you need to agree to this statement so that you need to uh, agree to this statement that um, we can rejoice always. But because you don't agree to this, you, you just compromise to your thoughts that, oh, it is okay to not rejoice always. I mean, it is impossible to, to be happy every single day. No, that is impossible. No, then that becomes your issue. You know, turning your face so dark every day, making this, this gloomy face, that's an issue. You know, the, the students in Israel, they are so happy these days, they are always so, so pleased. But these, these are not so special because they are there. No, you have to sustain that happiness every day. Hey, why are you, why are you keep, keep smiling? Why are you keep laughing? Do you, do you have a nice boyfriend that you are hiding? Why are you keep smiling? Because of the Lord? Hallelujah, amen, right? What does it mean? What does it mean? It means that besides the Lord, there's no hope, right? That's faith. That is normal and ordinary answer that you should have. But you should, the one sit, who sits next to her, why are you not smiling? You have the Lord, you have Lord right? So look, so our church, we need to acknowledge and agree that faith must be applied in every every part of our life. This is not just a theory. When the Bible says there's well, tells us to rejoice, then we need to acknowledge that there, we have no other way but to rejoice. You need to acknowledge to this. You need to agree. Because you are not being able to agree to this, you cannot repent. So continuously, you need to repent. Continuously, you need to feel. You need to be able to feel this. When you, when your false ego is not being solved, without even noticing, you just lie. You just lie easily. You just make false um uh, statement easily. 
So when the Lord is not ruling over me, I even sometimes think that, oh, am I even lying because the Lord is not controlling my my words? So without faith, without the Lord's control, without His rule, without living by faith, there is no other method. There's no other method but to live by the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So, so we have um, we have people in our church who feel very difficult if their fullness of the Holy Spirit is stopped. But there are many of you who feel okay even though you don't have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. But it should be normal for you to be fearful, be afraid when your faith is not being continued. But if you have faith, you should, there's no reason for you to be afraid. So you need to have this different characteristic this day. This should be the process for, uh, for you to live by the Holy Spirit. This is the Sabbath. So how can you say that, oh, I'm, I'm a person, person of God? The, the easiest proof is that if you feel difficult to live according to your own strength, then that's a good evidence that you are living by the Holy Spirit. So relying on to anything but the Holy Spirit, then that's hopeless. So even though if it seems so hopeless in the world, but if you have the Holy Spirit, then you should feel hopeful. So look at the world. It's getting darker and darker. How could you survive? Do you guys have lots of money that your father will inherit to you? But why are you so uh, hopeful? By the Holy Spirit, right? So anyways, let's, let's, let's live by faith. Let's live by faith. Let's live by the Holy Spirit. Always. Always. Whether you are good or bad, whether you are struggling, whether you are happy, always let's live by faith. If you live by the Holy Spirit, those problems will no longer be problems to you. So let's look at the, the Bible. Let's look at the faith of Abraham. Let's look at, look at verse 8. Chapter 11, verse 8. I don't know how I will be preaching about this message but because we have the text let's move on I don't know what will happen tomorrow but I don't, I'm not worrying because we have only like nine people who have guessed today's um, you know today's character He's asking um who did did you ask who did you ask um guess for the tomorrow's um sermon for for those nine people who have guessed right for today's message tonight's message. 
몰라. 그 꽝이 몇개 있기 때문에 꽝 뽑으면 이제 내가 여우수화를 할수 있는 문제야. 자, Anyways, let's move on. Ah, Costa Rica, Kai John. We need to go to Costa Rica, right? Ah, just now, Costa Rica, they walk up. So this is a process that we, we are looking for a great, great prophet. So let's, let's continue. So you know we need to we need to laugh and smile well because it's the beginning of the year. Anyways, verse eight. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. So first, when Abraham was called, it's story that appears in in Genesis chapter um, eleven. God called Abraham to leave his hometown, leave his father, and he obeyed, right? So, so if we look from the perspective of the New Testament, so when, when we see so when we see from the perspective of the New Testament when God said that uh, I will make your your um, uh, your heirs to be like the stars in the sky that, and when he saw that when Abraham believed that God called that righteous but the calling and calling him righteous is nearly the, the instant same um, event and in, in other perspective, because God called him, God gave the righteousness in him from the beginning. So Abraham, the point, the point Abraham answered to the calling of God, um, God gave him the righteousness um, directly, instantly. And he commanded him to leave his fathers, and Abraham obeyed. And Abraham did not know where he is uh, facing, where he is going. But he obeyed without any condition. So the faith toward his calling, that God called me and he called me righteous. This relationship, God's calling and his righteousness is firm and sound then within this relationship. And if this calling is clear, the lifestyle of me should be the obedience. If God did, if Abraham did not obey to the Lord, he fa- he probably failed. If he hesitated because he he says, oh, I don't know where I'm going. I I want to know the direction. Lord, please tell me. Then that's over. That's done. But look, as you live in your life, um, living by the information is such a dangerous thing. God calls you to truly, to truly bless you. But if you try to live according to the method that they, you know, then God's blessing cannot, cannot bless you fully. And you will regret that one day. 
So when he calls you to go with him, then without any condition or any any doubt, you need to follow that. You need to obey to that. If you receive the righteousness, then that's 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 everything. So if you have the righteousness, we have no um, element of um, disobedience within our life. So there are many, probably you have many experiences like this within many areas in our life because we doubted and we did not, um, you know, obey to him. Uh, we, we experienced lots of failure in, in receiving his blessing. So when God calls you, when God commands you, at that instance, if you, you know, if you deny that or if you like, Ignore that, then, then it will bring your your dis disappointing results. But when when I fasted forty days, in my life the condition and situation turned out very um, nearly impossible for me to fast for forty days. But but I obeyed and I confirmed my calling. So throughout many things, God always He commanded me. Just as just as Abraham, I did not like ex explain to the Lord why I cannot do that. No, I just um, answered him by by obedience. And chapter eleven, verse one and two, the author of Hebrews says like this. Now faith is confidence in what we hope and hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Um, so this is about the promise of the message. And you know, and there, yeah, never mind. This is about the promise of the word. So the promise of our of the of the word, when we receive this as His promise, this will become real. Uh, God promised us that if you believe He's calling by faith, you will receive His kingdom as inheritance. Then you will see this as as a reality. And when God called Abraham, hey Abraham, leave your father and ancestors. He received this calling and he wore the righteousness. He not only just lived his family and household, but but also he he did not know where he's facing, but he saw where he's going, his goal by faith. So Bible. When Bible says, um, see, this person saw. Why? Because they truly saw by faith. So, so what's the reason why you cannot see? Because you are not living by faith. When, when we say you see this, then can you see the kingdom of God with your, your, your fleshly eyes? And, you know, in, in the universe, there's like James Webb, which is, you know, Greater um, telescope than than Hubble micro uh, telescope or something. James Webb, right? James Webb, yeah. 
Anyways, this big telescope up in the, the, the universe, even through that, that James Webb, you cannot see the heaven, right? That's what I was trying to say. But, but if you look by faith, if you look into faith, you can see the kingdom of God. So, so Abraham did not see the land of Canaan, but instead he saw his true hometown. Abraham, he was called when he was 85. He was a grandfather. It seems like he is an old man who has no hope. But Bible, but in the Bible, all these characters that appears in the Bible, they are so hopeless in the eyesight of the world. Look at Caleb. He he's such an old man who had no power, but he boldly proclaimed that he wants to conquer Hebron. Look at Joshua. Joshua is such a loser. And, and he hesitated to be bold to become the next leader of the Israelites. But, but after he decided to obey to the word, he became such a great leader. So all these, these characters in the Bible, they are such humble people. They are not like great people themselves, no. So look, to all of you, do you guys have hope or not? Is there hope for you or not? You guys have hope, right? Why? Because you guys are no less than anyone that appears in the Bible, or you, you guys are the same. So if you look to yourself, if, if we look at each of us, the reality of people of a man is that the man can only rely on the Lord, right? But if, if something that you possess, if something that you know, something that you have can um, support you to live according to your own power, then you are hopeless. So in that, in that aspect, becoming weak and becoming um, poor and being able to hold on to the Lord only, then that's such a blessing. And that's the purpose of the Lord, to, to break you down in order to make you rely completely on the Lord. To all children of God, within this kind of difficult situation, being able to rely on the Lord and confessing that I can live only by God, then that's hope, hopeful. So, so hopeless Abraham became able to see the heavenly how heavenly home the instance that he received God's righteousness by answering uh, through obedience to God's calling so we don't know how it works but as we the, the, the instance that we believed in we will be able to see but because you are filled with your own thoughts you cannot see anything look at the New Testament look at Paul he, he is keep telling the church members to look into the glorious ray of Jesus Christ and the reason why Paul is keep telling him to see and look to this light is because we are able to see and look so difficulty of these these um, Hebraic uh, Jewish thoughts is is this because you 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 don't have I mean you need to 
uh, believe before you understand. But this Hellenistic mindset is is that you need to be logical and this you need to be um, persuaded by these these logics and theories in order to believe. But in Hebrew way. In Jewish way, you need to believe first in order to see. You know, I'm being um, intimidated by by the the pastors who are sitting up here. No, one of pastors' wife, she got married to to a high schooler when she was young and I did not understand before that why why she got married into married to a small high schooler back in the day but but because she saw this by faith that he will later become a great servant of faith <laughs> and she's making fun of him but anyways he's saying uh, you know it's true so within our church, there are many sisters who are regretting and saying, Oh, I have married to a wrong guy. That's, that's your reaction without faith. you know when I got married I only saw the knee the knee of my my wife you know, but, but as I raised my eyes to look at her face and she was even prettier so there was no reason for me to not get married but anyways um, the, re- the human beings are made in a miraculous ways because the thoughts are reality the flesh is reality the spirit is reality but this balance got corrupted and polluted so that you cannot receive the promise of God but promise of God itself is real so if you receive the promise by faith then it will become reality to you so for 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 how long have you have you not received God's promise by faith to me in my in my spiritual life I received all the words by faith so it became reality the the power and the spiritual gifts and all these authorities this must be clear in you so you need to repent how much you have not lived by faith because the Bible is keeps saying it's not explaining it's not explaining the methods of human being it's not like it's not telling like um, you need to lend some power from the Lord and strive your best in order to achieve something no 
And the Bible is saying that you have no possibilities to do anything according to your own strength. But it is saying everything will be done by the Lord and all you have to do is to receive that by faith. This is law of God. This is God's law. This is spiritual law, spiritual order. The, the, the most important core is faith. So if you believe, if you believe according to His method, it will be revealed. So how easy is this? This is the easiest. There's nothing else easier than to live by the methods that appears in the Bible. Why? Because God has turned all the impossibilities into the possibilities of the human beings. And He has given us uh, through the promise. So, the reason why you are failing this is not because you are not trying hard, but because you are not believing. Why did Israelites die? died after they got beaten by the, the this, this, this snake because they did not get enough medicine they did not um, get washed in um, Nile River no because they did not believe that's why they died did you fail because of someone else? no many people blame someone else um, by for the failure of, of their life but no because they did not believe so so the greatest amount of your repentance should be upon your unbelief. So do not take this lightly. Do not consider this a small thing, not to live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. This should not live you for an instant. Amen? So in verse 1 and 2, we need to cover this even though we don't have much time. What does it say? Uh, the faith is hope and assurance about what we do not see. And heaven, we cannot see, right? God's promise is something that we cannot see through our fleshly eyes. So spiritual things, whether it's heaven, uh, you know, grace, oh, they, they, they are invisible, right? They do not come visible, uh, you know, you know, visionary to us. In Romans chapter eight, um, Paul said, um, "The hope lies on what we are uh, in invisible things." So Christians are not the ones who take care or deal with deal with the visible things, but we are the ones who deal with invisible things. So we need to know that all the things that we deal with are invisible. These enemies, we cannot see them. Our issues of, of the spirit, we cannot see them. But we need to see them, ironically. We need to see them. Why? Because all these things are invisible without faith. But the reason why you fail this is because because you are relying on your fleshly eyes and you you rely upon all the information you get from what you see this is hellenistic way but if you live and if you live by the information if you live by the method of this world you will naturally live like this this is nothing special this is so, such a fearful thing why? God created human beings as uh, very spiritual beings. They allowed us to understand spiritual things. How was Adam able to uh, live with God in, in Garden of Eden? 
Why? Because God created him in that way. But as he committed sin and as he became flesh, the walking with the walking with God ended there. So if you do not live by faith, uh, it is so easy for you to get caught by all these visible things. Uh, let's say if you fall upon, if you tremble upon, if you uh, you know fall down upon money, it's not just the money that that make you fall down, but it's the spirit that works behind that money. So you need to be able to see the reality, the spiritual reality behind these visible things. And God allowed us this ability to see this reality with our faith. So here, assurance it means uh, this. This has a meaning of like receipt in in Greek. So let's say if I bought I bought a product online, but if you have a receipt, even though you do, you are you did not receive the product yet, do you do you believe that you will receive the product or not? You do, right? Prayer is like that. You know, after I pray. And if I receive God's answer, you know, I receive answer and I think, I consider, oh, God answered me, then I have no. The instant that, that you believe, that you have faith, then it's in your hand. After you receive that, you, you will believe that? No, that's that's a wrong process. But the instant that you have faith, then that's everything. So that's the reason why I keep telling you guys to, you know, have your eyes shut. When you pray in faith, everything is yours. So it's like a receipt. Heaven. The instance that you believe, it's in your hand or not? It is. But if you open your eyes, can you see that or not? No. So, so it's like a receipt. We have not grabbed the reality of heaven, but the instant that we believe the heaven is already within us. This is faith. This is how powerful the faith is. So if you do not live by faith, you it will be difficult for you to believe in this kind of message too. But what I'm keep emphasizing is that this is all real. Just as this juice is real, if you live by faith, everything will become real to you. Why? Because, because the world of faith transcends time and space that, that so you don't have to go to certain place at certain time the instance that you have faith you will you will have that as reality within you so that's the reason why Abraham was able to leave his father and his homeland why because he was able to see everything in faith he don't know what's the direction he didn't know um, you know how long he has to go but he had faith verse 2 by this is what the ancestors were commanded for. So, um, the word assurance appears once again in Korean translation, but, but you know, in English translation, it's different. But, you know, so this clear evidence of the people who are living by faith must be be revealed through their life. This cannot be separated from them. This is an order. After you believe, after you see the reality, then we, you, it, it must be natural for you to obey. So if you receive the righteousness, you will live the life of the righteous. So the life itself is not 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 important. What what is important is to receive the righteousness first, and the life will follow after. 
So, you know, there's this Korean denomination that keep emphasizing only the life, but this cannot be separated from the faith. The righteous uh, faith and life, these cannot be separated. And faith, faith assurance and evidence, the obedience, these cannot be separated. This is order of the righteous, the one who has faith. So, so with this context, let's look at the story of Abraham. Within this spiritual order, Abraham lived. Through verse 1 and 2, what is so sure for us? Faith is a gift. And throughout the sermon, you cannot even explain faith. Gift, I mean, faith is something that is given instantly from the Lord. If you desire for the Lord, and if God is pleased to you, and He, if He sees that you are um, ready enough to empty yourself, then He will just give you faith. And with that, with that receipt, with that assurance, you live by, you live by faith. So just like that, Abraham lived. So fundamentally, what do we have to receive? You need to believe that uh, faith is given by God, and it is already given to us. Why? Because He already called us His children, and He wants us to live by faith. So. Um, of course, the faith is different according to your 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 you know purity, your life, your emptying yourself. You know it depends, but but you you need to believe that God is willing to give you faith always. So, anyways, faith is already given in you. Why? Because you are children of God. So, with that faith. You need to be able to see the reality of God's promise. That's normal. And with that reality, that's assurance, that's receipt. And with that reality, just as much as we have seen this reality, we should be able to obey to God's uh, commandment. So in that context, prayer should be like the... The, the act of obedience that comes through, through the faith. Why can't you pray? Because you don't have faith. Within our, our life, every, every sin and every way of action comes from um, faith or, or unbelief. Why can't you forgive someone? Because you don't have love, which is you don't have faith. That's the same. Why do you live according to your own thoughts? Because you don't have faith. Why are you so self-centered? Because you don't have faith. Everything can be concluded like that. If you do not have faith, so fullness of the Holy Spirit cannot be separated from fullness of faith. This all works within one order. Let's continue. So, so this is something that we need to know, understand uh, while listening to the story of Abraham. And Abraham instantly uh, left his home. But as we, as we know, in, in Genesis, he, he needed to um, leave behind everything, but he brought his father, uh, his nephew, or, or cousin, or whoever that was involved. 
but he he his faith was not perfect. But anyways, he became perfect later on. Let's continue to verse nine. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. God showed Abraham. What? What did he show? show he showed the promised land to Abraham, right? But, but after he arrived to his promised land, he lived as if he is in a strange land. He lived as a stranger. Even in the land of Canaan, why did he, why did Abraham um, leave his hometown at the first place? At the time, strangers are treated very differently. So, you know, it is difficult to live as a foreigner, stranger, right? Look at Sergio and Pastor Cho because they have, um, they are not Korean citizens. They are difficult to living, to live in Korea, right? But during during the the ancient time, it's even more dangerous to live in a foreign country. And Abraham had a um, struggle in the land of Haran. Why? Because if you pass that land, uh, you are going outside of all the rule and influence of the uh, Chaldea. So becoming a stranger and foreigner is such a difficult thing. Amen. Amen. And we have <laughs> different pastors and pastors' wives because, because, and and them coming to Yolbang Church is a difficult thing because they have these uh, conflicts within their heart. Oh, what if these Yolbang Church members do not welcome us? <laughs> you know, with this kind of conflict, they came here to obey. So, in order for them to receive lots of grace, you guys need to welcome them. <laughs> So look, this is an important story. And here, here the land or promised land. Um, the word. Uh, in verse 8 appears a place, the word place that appears in verse 8 and in and, and the land that appears in chapter 9, uh, verse 9, these are different um, Greek, Greek words in Hebrew, I mean in, in the text. What, what Hebrews author is saying is that the land that Abraham saw by faith was not the, the promised land of Canaan. So later on, there appears another word in verse 16, a heavenly one, the better country, heavenly one, and that, that was not canon. So intentionally, the author of Hebrews used different words here. So anyways, 
So Abraham's goal was not land of Canaan. So, so he obeyed to the life of stranger in land of Canaan. And later appears that the context that he used, he was such a rich person. And he, he was such a rich man, but he still lived in a tent. Even though he was such a rich man. You know, and some somebody said that oh, no, at that time they only had tents, they did not have house. No, the civilization was quite um, civilized back then. So, anyways, the reason why Abraham lived in a tent is because he obeyed to God's commandment to live as a stranger in that land, and that's that's the the evidence. Evidence that he's living in obedience. So if you see and martyr, this is all about evidence, witnessing. If you witness this, you cannot reject and refuse this. This is an order. Why do you refuse? Because you cannot see. Because you have not seen this by faith, you cannot obey. Why are you so self-centered? Because you have not seen this by faith. The reality you have not you have not seen the reality of God's glory. That's why you are keep living in your self-centeredness. So the word see or look, you should take this word. You should not take this word lightly. Why is the Bible keep emphasizing this word see to look? It's because. It's because Jesus was an invisible God, but He became a visible God. So. So we are living, living in a world that if we do not see, then we will die. So we must see. So our faith life must be connected. So, so that you will be able to understand what it means to see everything by faith. So let's look at verse 13. Verse 13. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive things promised. And here, promise, what does that mean? What does this mean? This is land of Canaan. But this promised land is not Canaan, it's the heavenly one, it's God's, God's kingdom. So, so Abraham did not hold the promise within his palm. Do we have God's promise or not? It is, it is not within us in reality. We are just looking it by faith. But, but what we are saying is no difference between seeing it by faith and having it in reality. And kingdom of God is within us we are, because we are believing in His promise. So to Abraham, to us, it's the same. We are in the same order. Abraham saw God's kingdom by faith and he was able to follow that. But in reality, he did not have the promise itself. So we are the same. We are looking at this upcoming, this approaching kingdom of God, but we are not having it in reality. But what's the difference between the Old Testament and New Testament? 
To us, we have we have more um, practical and real events that we could consider it as events, which is the New Covenant, New Testament. So we have um, better, or or we have the receipt that is guaranteed even better than the Old Testament. And it is uh, okay to say that we have a better promise or more more completed promise than the Old Testament because Jesus has guaranteed all the promise. And um, oh, where are we going? Going it? Um, ちょっと続けてきてみ。うん。これ。うん、はせよ。あ、あ、手を上げて聞いてやる。で、今度ね、サルジュメホナオッケー。うん。こんなに。あ、あ、あ。あ、あ。あ、あ。あ、あ。あ
But because you are not being able to see this by faith, you fail to practice or, or show and reveal God's power and authority through your life. So that's the reason why I keep saying you need to you need to go and see later in order to see whether you will you will get there or not. We'll see later. But Bible does not say uh, anything. Uh, the Bible is not focused on those kind of people. So about what should you repent for? You should repent for all your um, amount of life that you lived in the world in your reason and rationality in your logics. There is no more clear uh, lifestyle than, than living according to God's word. God's promise is so clear. When God said, then it's already guaranteed. It's all about faith. It's receiving God's promise by faith. If this is shaken, then it's it's so difficult. If 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 this is keeping shaken, then what should you repent? You should repent your mindset, your lifestyle, because you are so bound, you cannot believe. Because you're living in this cell phone era, you are so um, influenced by this in your mindset. Why? Why did um, Apostle John said that the people who can see Antichrist is the one who is pure? Is because their news is clean. So what does it mean that your spiritual eyes are clean? It means that you live according to faith. And you have not received all this pollution from the world. Let's say, let's say I watch the news from YTN or TV channel, but the news itself is already dirty, but there appears also this advertisement. And it's also very filthy. So the instance that I see that without faith, then it, it, it will not be filtered. So all these spirits will come uh, smoothly within me and it will affect me. So these days, SNS, these kind of things, it will, it is affecting these, these next generations. <laughs> and, you know, our, our little babies, because of them, our parents are not receiving grace. So why don't we, you know, let them go to orphan, <laughs> orphanage during, <laughs> during the conference? You know, it's just a joke. Anyways, verse 40. Mm. We are talking about these ancestors of faith in the Old Testament. They did not have the reality of, of promise, but since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Who are, are us here? Who are us? Who are us? That's us, we, who are living in this New Testament era. What, what is better thing here? Something better? Especially this is about the new, new covenant. 
so the difference between the Old Testament saints and us is, is that we have this new covenant. We are both going, going, um, following our faith, but we have not received the promise yet. This is the same. But what we have better is that. I cannot say that we are superior, but the better condition that we have. Let's, he's trying to find a good word. The only condition that we have uh, than them is that we have the new covenant. In verse 40, why did God give us something better? Because. Because here it says, with us would they be made perfect? They, who are they? They are the Old Testament um, saints. This is a very um, fearful statement. So here it is describing the whole assembly of God. With this perfection of the new covenant, this New Testament. Um, believers through seeing them these Old Testament um, believers Old Testament saints they they confirm the promise of God and what's the core characteristic of the citizens who enter into kingdom of God is the perfection the perfection of the holiness so there's no promise in the Bible that says um, without the completion of your per, um, holiness you will go to heaven or hell no the, the focus of the Bible is not on that so as we complete the new covenant this, this Old Testament believers can confirm their promise and, and know know and confirm that oh with this promise we are going all together so as we are being perfected they also um, confirm their perfection so with this perfection uh, Jesus is cheering us because we are in one community and one assembly our perfection would be their perfection so Yolong Church is the same each member is becoming perfected and other members will enter into the same flow but because our our church in our, in our church this perfection is not the mainstream that we have many different images but but this should be a a, a normal image so why are we more important than the old testament because we should we should complete as we complete this perfection the, the Old Testament believers can see us and look to us and they could see us and say oh kingdom of God is not a place that everyone can go but the place that, that the, per, the perfected people are going they can confirm this so, so it, it might sound burdensome to you that oh I cannot be perfected. No, it's not made by your own effort. All you have to do is just believing it. 
So do not have, give up upon your habits thinking about things that are not mentioned in the Bible. This is our religion. Do not think about anything else and do not have, uh, do not put any values in the possibilities that you have outside of the Bible. And God's kingdom is a kingdom that only the perfected people can enter in. So, so throughout watching through watching this perfection the Old Testament ancestors can confirm this so wouldn't they cheer for you wouldn't the Old Testament ancestors cheer for your perfection of the holiness so let's make an example let's say at this end time, let's say if there's no one who, who is per, uh, perfect in the holiness, can kingdom of God come? No. I'm talking about the spiritual order. Within this glorious church, um, the perfected person or people must come and be revealed in order to uh, draw kingdom of God. So, so, so in the eyes of Jesus, how precious you guys are. Why? Because the destiny of God's kingdom is upon your shoulder. You are talking about Abraham in the Old Testament. This ancestor of faith in the Old Testament, when they look at you guys, you guys are such precious and important people. Why? Because their perfection is connected to your perfection. So they cannot um, just be lazy at, at you know, um, cheering you guys. So look. When when you when you watch watch a football match, uh, usually the home team wins. Why? Because they are being cheered by the home fans. So not only when the ancestors when the ancestors cheer us, not only they cheer for us, but they impart all the blessings and anointing to us. So there's no reason for us to lose this race. So as we listen to this uh, message about Abraham, we are keep receiving this all the blessings that has been allowed to Abraham. So let's come back to verse 13. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They, they only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. But now, are we are from a distance from God's kingdom? No, we have faith. We are in a close uh, um, distance. Why are why did these people live in far from a distance? Because they lived in the Old Testament. This is different from us and then them. So if you have faith, kingdom of God is near, and you should be able to feel that. You should be able to stretch out your arm and grab that kingdom by faith. If you feel the kingdom of God is far, far away from you, then this should be, um, you should repent about this. And in the perspective of God's rule, God's rule should be real to you. Is this difficult? People in, in the back, are you guys listening well? <laughs> 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 so, 
아 근데 설교 준비할 수 없어 오늘 제비를 뽑은 대로 나오는 건데 어떻게 하겠어요 설교 준비를 <웃음> 오늘 밤에 가서 미리 뽑을까 그럼 설교 준비하게 <웃음> anyways 원고를 갖고 왔어 이거 옛날에 내가 그냥 참고하려고 갖고 온 거지 내가 I brought the script but I did not prepare the sermon because I did not know of whom I will be preaching about so 자, anyway, they saw the reality of their promise from a distance. But in our era, us, the New Testament believers, must be able to see that in a near place. So both them and us, we need to keep receive this by faith. We need to sustain the faith. And, and the reality of God's kingdom is keep drawing near to us. So all we need to do is to just receiving this by faith. If we fail to do that, then we are done. We are over. If you believe this, then you will know. So this is a difficulty of this sermon. You, you will understand this if you, if you believe. Why? Because the, the instance that, that you believe, the rule of God, the reality of God, the life of God, everything is drawing near to you. But why can't you feel this? It's because the amount of your flesh and the hardened amount is being increased, has been increased in your life. God is keep drawing near to us. So look, yesterday I said this. The ancestors that we are talking about, began to live like that from a, from a point, but, but the faith that could enter into the den of lion did not appear out of nowhere. It's the result of their life that they have sustained their faith for a long time. Look at Abraham. After giving birth to Isaac, within all this process, his faith did not come out of nowhere. The, from the instance, from the time that he obeyed to the Lord, he, he sustained his faith. Of course, he had experienced lots of failures, but he, um, he in, in our terminology, his spirit was keeping activated through that faith. But there are many of you who live according to your own thoughts after receiving the faith, I mean, receiving the salvation. So you cannot feel that God is keep drawing near to you. You need to repent deeply. Of course, the time does not matter that much, but, but let's say if your spirituality has passed for like 10 years, then you should be able to see, see these spiritual things easily. And this must be open to you very wide. And if you're not like this, then this is a result that you have not lived by faith. Verse 13 Admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth Here admitting and witnessing in verse 2 
are are same different uh, same words but different meaning. Oh no, never mind. Different different uh, vocabularies but same same meaning. So they live as foreigners and strangers. As I said, Abraham did not have any reason to live like a stranger, but why? Because he had his goal on the heavenly kingdom. So the the reason why he lived in his tent is because he he should be able to move wherever uh, that God tells him to go. So Abraham in the land of Canaan, he was a rich, but he was a stranger. So, and he was also a foreigner. And in land of Canaan, when 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 other people in land of Canaan sees him, see him, they will consider him a strange person. So we are the same. The way that we live and the way that the people in the world live must be different. We should not have the same aroma or same the scent that that people in the world makes. Amen. Living by faith is completely different. What time is it? 11? So, anyway. so let's look at verse 14. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. Let's say, let's say a person in land of Canaan asks Abraham, why are you living like that? Then how did Abraham answer? Because I'm a being, I'm a being who, who, who can live, who rely on this earth. So if you see your heavenly home by faith, then your lifestyle would change normally. It does not require a strong effort or hard uh, work. But the instance that you see this, your lifestyle cannot hold that. In 2000 of history of Christianity, every ancestor of faith were like that. I was like that. So it is even weird not to be changed. So do not live like the people people in the world. We are keep receiving this news from RT, right? And many people tell the tell the kids like this. Oh, you guys you guys look very special. You guys look very uh, great. You guys are special beings. Come visit this place to sing once again. But it's not like they are special. But who is special? The, the anointing that leads them is special. So because they have received this anointing and revelation within this church, uh, the, the place that where they go, they are bringing this anointing too. <laughs> so 
you know Israel is cold right now but they were like wearing only one t-shirt and they were able to dance but anyways they looked very um, they looked like losers in our church but but because God used them because they made them live this distinguished life from the world and when they uh, went out to the world they seemed so exceptional they seemed so great and these Israelites they gave gave the kids like this many different gifts they were amazed they were surprised so look I mean that's normal we should not compromise and we need to acknowledge that we have different goals we have different objects from the world so these kind of people when they're outside in the world they will they, they shine and they are so bright and our, our high schoolers in, in Europe, when they were in Europe, they, they surprised the world, right? <laughs> they themselves, our students themselves, they consider themselves not holy, but when they were outside in the world, they were the holiest. So, I mean, why are you keep liking this world? So anyways, verse 15. So, so you guys are the same your life your lifestyle the method of your life must seem strange and dif- different from the world you need to show the world that your goal and your object is different from the world so because you have different goal and object from the world your lifestyle the way you talk way you think should not should be different too Verse 15, if they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. So, the country they had left is the Chaldea, but they could not return then. The instant that you, you believed God, you crossed the river that you cannot return. My fleshly hometown is Kanghua Island, but I cannot, I cannot go back, right? Why? That's not my hometown anymore. So the land that we said before is that the, the instance that, that Abraham left from his hometown, the object did not become canon, but the, the, the heavenly hometown became his object, his goal, his destination. So if you do not have, you automatically set a goal. If you do not see the heavenly home, you automatically set a destination within a certain place on this earth. When I used to preach um, Book of Romans, this person who made an object to live in an apartment to an apartment that has three three restrooms. It's such a funny thing, but but in this world, people, all people in the world live like that. They will have different destination, whether it's achieving something of, of themselves or anything. So we need to see the heavenly home and why are we keep emphasizing the second coming of Jesus because our goal is there our goal is there so if you do not think of the eternity it appears in verse 18 
If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country. So, better country. So, you need to desire and long for a better country, which is heavenly home. And these days, I, many times a day, I am so interested in the millennial kingdom my, and my heavenly home. I'm always thinking about this heavenly home. I mean, God's complete reign and rule. How great is this? So this should be the image of the people who live according to faith. So we are the ones who are looking at heaven instead of the land. Are you guys looking at heaven? We need to look at the sky. And what does it say? Verse 16, uh, Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. To the ones, to the ones who um, boldly um, longs and desire for the heavenly kingdom, God will never be ashamed of them. God always welcomes them. So what does it mean that we are, we are desiring the heavenly kingdom. It means that God is acknowledging us as citizens of his kingdom. So he will never be ashamed of us. Conversely, conversely, God will be ashamed of us if we do not desire for the eternity. What it means that God is ashamed of us, it means that we are not in the same um, element. So, so look, we are the royal priest. We are glorious children. But when God said He's ashamed of us, what does that mean? That we are not as we are not same as God. But if you believe, if you believe in your nobility, then you will believe that you are the same as God. You have the same elements, same um, characteristics. So yeah. So Hebrews 2 uh, Where is it at? Um, 2.11 Both the one who makes the people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. You know, when I, when I used to um, exercise, when I used to do Taekwondo, when somebody called me, hey, brother, and I, I told them, hey, do not call me brother. You, you and I are in different level. But Jesus, even Jesus is not ashamed of calling us brothers. So it's the same. Verse 11, in, in chapter 11, this is the same. He's not ashamed of calling us as same as him. So Romans chapter 8 says, he became our big brother. Biggest brother, or I forgot the word, but anyways, the firstborn. He's the firstborn of our family. So let's continue. So, 
And for he has prepared a city for them. Because God is not ashamed of us, he prepared a city for us. He's preparing a city or castle. In Gospel of John, Jesus said he went to prepare our, our dwelling place. Amen. Amen. Believe, believe this. So here, a city, this is as big as a land of America or something. So, so if you see this, you will see, that's the reason why you, you are able to consider this world nothing. That's the reason why you're living in a tent. So after I saw this glory of kingdom of God, um, nothing was able to satisfy me in the world. Yeah, let's continue to verse 10. Let's come back to verse 10. So, for um, he was looking forward to the city with foundation, with foundations whose architect and builder is God. So, the city is not the land of Canaan, but it's the heavenly kingdom. So until now, it's about the essence of faith. And from now, from now, appears the faith that Abraham had. Verse 11, and by faith even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Who is this promise? Who is this person who had made the promise? Is God. And what it means that he is faithful? Is believing that he has faith. So God lived according to his faith and we are the ones to live according to the faith. So the lifestyle that God lives is his faith. And faith, faith, the instance that you have faith, you believed you will enter into God's reality. And God is creating everything through faith. So the reason why we should live by faith is because we need to accept and receive all his lifestyle. So he's keep ruling us by faith. So it is so natural for us to have faith when we are under his rule. So verse 11, Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children. So living by faith is not, not living according to what you see. And not saying, not saying, oh, that exists because I see and that does not exist because I don't see. Let's say, when I look at Taeyong, even though I see him, I do not know everything about him. I do not know everything about him, even though I see him. I do not know everything about him, even though I see him. 
So, so talking about existence and making conclusion according to your own eyes, that's a strong mistake. So if you have a right, one of the reasons why you should have a right relationship with God is because these people who do not believe in this, everything they, they feel, everything they see is, is deception. Deceit. So when I when I preach, when I preach, these these bound people they do not hear. Um, hear when I say a, they do not hear it as a. So do not put any meanings in in what you see and what you hear by your flesh. And meek, the meekness is is um, postponing all your judgment. So you should be able to hear and see what God allows you to hear and see. But but because but if you begin to um, make judgment according to what you see, what you feel, then you will become more self-centered. It will become turn into the power of your own survival instincts. This is not the way of Christians live. And when you are so self-centered, you will eventually turn God into a household God, Dravim. So, these kind of people, no matter how long they have spiritual life, they will just end up just saying, Oh, mine, mine, mine. And what can they say in front of God's throne? So what you see through your eyes and, and making judgment according to what you see is such a wrong behavior. So in the Bible, all the laws of God does not, are not made out of things that are visible. And Elijah, with the eyesight of people, it is impossible for, for Elijah and the widow and his son to live for three and a half years. It's impossible. But, be, but because they had faith, because he, he, Elijah had faith, he was able to see how God will allow them to sustain their life for these three years. If it was me, I probably despaired because of that condition. But, but because he lived by faith, he had the faith to, you know, command that widow to bring the, the cake to him. So everything, God's, God's order, is not determined by the things that, that exist in this earth. So God's order will always cover uh, the laws on this earth. So it is natural, if you live by faith, you will experience lots of surprising things. For 33 years, I had lots and lots of amazing, surprising stories. It is keep happening in my life. And, um, our sister Hannah, Hannah, her neck was swollen like that and she could not, you know, turn her, her head or neck. She was not able to turn, you know, her head sideways, but I made the spiritual discernment right away. 
And I, I um, you know, casted out the demon right away. And are you well? Are you well now? Okay. Hannah? You know, that swollen place became well right away. How is this possible? Through your fleshly eyes, this seems so impossible, right? You have to, you know, go and get medicines, get shots, but no. So these kind of things must happen in your life daily. Where, where did um, Mrs. Han go? Pastor's wife? But anyways, she, her back was hurt, but you know, it got well. These kind of things must happen every day. It's not a matter of getting healed, but if you apply the law of faith in your life, these signs must be revealed in your life. What did Apostle say? What did Apostle Paul say? Um, pray for us so that the signs of the word can be revealed. So if you live by faith, when kingdom of God is being operated in you, these miracles will happen. And these so-called miracles and signs are not something special in kingdom of God. This is something normal within kingdom of God. Is there any of uh, any of you in Yeolbang Church who have not experienced this signs and miracle a single time in, in Yeolbang Church? Is there any of you? In our church, at least once, but this is normal, experiencing this lots of signs and miracles. And Deacon's part, her her bones had issues and and her bones were were you know waving and shaking like piano. You know, I commanded her bones to move and he moved like like piano, you know. But anyways, so after seeing all these, you know, surprising signs and miracles, and if you still live your long church, then you will be cursed. And look, I'm not emphasizing the sign itself, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you and emphasizing about this law and spiritual order of God's kingdom. Verse 14, never mind, verse 12, or never mind, verse 11. So, so in the perspective of the world, um, Sarah was near, nearly a dead person, but, but she, we don't know what that is, but they were able to bear bear child. 
Why was this possible? It's because she considered him faithful who may have made the promise. And she knew that God will give, give her and him the faith. So in, every, in front of every problem in your life, within this strong suffering and tribulation, would God give me the faith? Yes, He will. So you need to always acknowledge this. So if you believe in this, you need to know and understand that no problem is problem before you if you have this faith. So God is keep keep pouring this faith to you. You need to believe in this. So our focus must be set on invisible things. So in our eyes, this this tribulation at the end time is so hopeless. But but by faith, we we can believe that God, we believe that God has given us promise that He will give us a complete victory. This will be very practical within you. You should be able to have this boldness to um, tell the enemies to bring it on. So, Verse 12, and so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as colors as the sand on the seashore. So this is so practical. Look at, look at our, our brother in ant engineering. I told him God is the one who who makes before he call <laughs> calls the people. It's not he's not the one who works um through through all the conditions and circumstances. And I commanded them to take care of my, my um, what's it called, the, the, it's not the salary, but, you know, uh, what's it called. Anyways, um, so, our church business will take care of all the conferences. So if God's scale grows in you, you will be like that. And 3 billion people in the world calls Abraham as their fathers, as their father. Whether it's Jews, uh, whether it's um, Arabs, they all call Abraham their father. Let's continue. Where, where were we? Uh, verse 17. Verse 17. The faith that calls, uh, um, calls the dead to, to, to life. Uh, 
So all this faith uh, is existential faith. Within, within your faith, you, you cannot say whether this is existing or not. It seems, it seems like it is not existing, but it exists. It seems like it is not existing, but it, it exists. Or, or vice versa. <laughs> And God has no, um, you know, boundaries between existing and not existing. And you guys all heard my, my story. You know, I used to drive an old car many years ago and car, my car stopped because it had no gas and I commanded the car to run and it ran. So there's no boundary for God's, God's faith. So look, if you lack money, if you do not have money, what does that mean? In the worldly order, worldly way, you should you should um, starve. But in kingdom of God, you you don't have to. But, uh, conversely, if you have lots of money in the world, then you can you will be considered a rich. But but in in faith, you are not necessarily like that. So at this end time. At this end time, you will see and witness all these amazing works that transcend time and space and that uh, goes beyond all these um, laws of the nature. And, and now the faith that brings back the dead to life. So what kind of result will come that does not matter to us? Just like Daniel, whether you will survive or not in the den of lion, that does not matter. But everything to us, um, to begin everything by faith, that's what matters to us. So if you begin, begin the beginning by faith, then the result is in his hands. So that, that's not our issue. That's, our, not, that's not our focus. For example, anyways, I could not think of an example, but anyways, what, what, what is important is to begin everything by faith. So my thoughts should not interfere whenever something happens. It should begin by faith and, and you should let God take care of everything and let God handle the things. You should have this kind of spiritual mindset. No matter what you see, you should not um, try to solve it according to your experience, your thoughts, your knowledge. No, instead you should activate your faith. And if you continue to live by faith, you will immediately, instantly know this. Oh, I should touch this. I should not touch this. I should kneel down. I should bow down. I should give up upon this. This kind of decision will apply immediately as soon as you, you choose your faith. So, verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. After after long period of time, after about 68 years in Genesis, Abraham, 
Abraham's faith entered into Sabbath, Sabbath stage. And because God saw Abraham's faith, He gave him the test to have the faith that calls the dead to life. In Romans chapter 4 appears, when Abraham was young, um, God did not give the test to him because he will fail. But God's test is always given because we can, we can pass that test. And always, the test of God is to give us the blessing. So when God tests you, so look, until now, if you have not received any test from God, it means that you are still immature. And I passed God's test because God confirmed me that I have entered into Sabbath state. If not, God probably did not test me. God's test probably will exist maybe once or at most like twice in your lifetime. So, so when God entrusts his, his trust to you, he will bring this test to you. And this test that God made Abraham to bring Isaac as a sacrifice is God's way to bring all the blessings to him. You need to be sensitive and vigilant to react to God's test always. What does it say? Um, so, so let's think of think of Abraham's perspective. When God gave Isaac to, to Abraham, he said, I will give you many descendants like the sand and the um, stars in the sky. But what if what if God takes away Isaac? His promise will, will be disappeared, right? It's a matter of God's promise, right? So when God commanded Abraham to offer Isaac as a sacrifice, it's not a small thing, right? So, let's see. But he, he made, he, he obeyed to the Verse 18, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. And surely Abraham saw, saw the answer of his promise, but God or again commanded him to offer Isaac and how was Abraham not confused by this? It's because he had faith and faith is not about what he gives but faith is about who is giving. 
So when God gives someone something, people have this tendency to misunderstand that what is given to him is his. No. So yesterday when we saw Daniel, Daniel did not believe in God will save me in Den of Lion. No, he believed, he believed in the goodness of God. So whatever he chooses, it will be good anyways. So the goodness that God chooses uh, ne- does not necessarily um, meet the standard of good to us. So, so even though Daniel died in the den of lions, that still would um, be good. The reason why Abraham was able to offer Isaac is because he believed in in the person who gave. He did not believe in what he gave. This is very easy, but at the same time very difficult. So, because whenever a human being receives something, he misunderstands that that becomes his. We can easily stumble upon this. And this was the evidence that Abraham entered into the Sabbath stage of faith. Before then, uh, what mattered to Abraham was that what what God gives, what get what God gives. But now, Abraham is considering uh, who gives more important. So he did not lose focus upon God, whether he gives, whether he takes away, whether he gives him tribulation. He had his focus upon the Lord. And this is not being shaken because he is important. So the Sabbath of faith is that is that not doubting that he is holding me no matter what kind of situation is happening. And the righteous shall not be shaken. Being shaken is a matter of faith. So when God commanded Abraham to offer Isaac, Abraham did not lose his relationship between the Lord. And Sarah and Abraham used to be bad people, and God gave him the promise. And Abraham believed that even God takes away Isaac, he believed that God will bring him back to life again. So it's all connected. But if you have small faith, then these all will divide it. Abraham, if he had small faith, he could have said, well, of course, God gave a life to dead people like us, but it's different. God bringing Isaac back to life? No, that's different. He could have said this if his faith was small. But verse 19 Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead and so in a manner of speaking he did receive Isaac back from death so this is not being separated 
so if you have faith of resurrection, would you have um, fear when you don't have money? Some, some people might say, well, having, having faith of resurrection and not having money is different, right? And they would say, well, um, a dead person being raised to life has no relationship with um, surviving in the world and having money. This is clear evidence that you have you don't have this integrated faith. If you have faith, you should not have any reason that you should worry and concern. But if you have any concern and worry, it means that you are doubting the faith of resurrection. I mean, even can a dead man can be raised to life? What can you worry about then? So, in this manner, Romans chapter 4 says, Abraham keeps, kept stumbling until the point that he entered into Sabbath rest days. He doubted, he doubted, he gave his son name Isaac, which means he laughs. He laughs and because he doubted. And throughout all this process, until he entered into his Sabbath rest stage of faith, what matters is that his conclusion was always faith. So in you, when the dead is being raised to, to life, um, what is important is that you should always choose faith even though you stumble. So choosing faith, this process will uh, uh, complete your perfection of your faith, your Sabbath of your faith. In 2023, I bless you that you will enter into Sabbath stage of faith. I bless that our community should enter into the Sabbath rest stage of faith. Everyone. So let's see. Let's see what God is giving when He is allowing His faith to His beloved people. Verse 22 of which book? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Genesis chapter 22 verse 16 and in all process of Abraham offering his son Isaac there's no no um, story that no nowhere that 
um, explains that Abraham was concerned or worried. And because he was so sure, so assured, and he had faith, God acknowledged this. And just like that, if we continue to set our direction in faith toward the Lord, He will acknowledge us. I don't know how long the process will take. And the characteristic of people who are entering into the Sabbath stage of faith is that they keep um, stand back up even though they stumble because they had this fundamental yearning and desire to live by faith. So the ones who live according to their own thoughts cannot do like this, cannot live like this. And I said this in the story of Elijah. Was a clear evidence that I'm living in the fullness of the Holy Spirit is I should be able to find myself keep repenting because I'm trying to sustain my righteousness. So if you do not live by your own thoughts and but live by your faith, you need to be able to see the evidence that you're living with faith. So there appears a repentance about the unbelief. If you live by faith, you will be able to see that this unbelief is keep approaching to you. This is this is not faith. But if you live by your own thoughts, you cannot see this. So if you do not know whether you are living by your faith or not, that, that means that you are not living by your faith. If you are not sure whether you are living by faith or not, then that means you are not living by your faith. Why? Because you are living by your faith, then every lifestyle or method that you take in your life will be clear to you. And Holy Spirit will confirm that to you. Holy Spirit will never be pleased by those things because the, those things are sin. So you need to set the direction in the right way in order to see and know, oh, this is faith or not. So if you continue to live by faith like that, then you will sense that your power of unbelief will be disappeared in you and you begin to hate yourself being mixed with something else that is not from God. So especially you will begin to sense that your doubt will disappear. Doubt is disappearing. So if you do not have faith, if you do not doubt, it will be done according to your faith. So everything. So if you enter into the Sabbath rest, you will never have doubt, just like Daniel. Even though he's entering into den of lion, he did not doubt whether I will live or not. No. So look, I bless that this blessing will be upon our community members too. And do not consider that this takes such a long time for us to enter into Sabbath stage of faith. At an instance that, that this um, chain of unbelief is disappeared, we will soon enter into Sabbath stage of faith. 
I was talking about uh, Elisha. So, anyways, I'm, I don't know whether I will be talking about Elisha or not, but when he went from Gilgal to Jordan, he finally entered into Sabbath rest days in Jordan. But within those process, within all those processes, he took different steps. Your spiritual life should be same. Someone, some person uh, may uh, roam in, in Gilgal. Probably most of you are are wondering in Gilgal. You should and you should go up to Bethel as soon as possible. But so the time is not not matter. Time is not the matter. In Gilgal, you should lay down all your strength so that you cannot go to Bethel. From Bethel to Jericho, it's the same. All you have to do is just let go of your own strength, but you are not doing so. So all this process to enter into Jordan is not difficult, but because you you don't want to let go of your own strength, it becomes difficult to you. So your life, your life, um, will will have lots of time spending in Gilgal, and it will take lots of time, just like Abraham. Why did Abraham, why it took so long for Abraham? Because he, he had lots of his own dream. He always had his own plan. And so-called humanism exists a lot to Abraham. And to you guys, you guys are not guaranteed to live long like Abraham. So you should enter into Sabbath stage as soon as possible. At this end stage of my sermon, I'm blessing you. Verse 17 of Genesis chapter 22. He is blessing Abraham to have lots of descendants. And this is this can be translated as um, influence of the righteous. Well, we don't call Christianity a religion, but in, in any religion, there is no blessing outside of Christianity that, that is blessing about the descendants. So in every generation, God bless the descendants. Why are we focusing on Ensip so much? It's because God fundamentally wants to bless the, the next generation in, in the church. He wants us to have the influence. Your workplace should be the remnants. Your, your family should have the influence. And this must be completed. You need to receive this. What does it say again? In verse 17, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as stars in the sky and as descendants show short. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. This is a blessing about spiritual warfare. You should be able to um, step on, on the neck of the enemies. 
And what comes after? And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed. So the one who can give blessing. But from now through you, you need to be able to send all the blessing to others. If you enter into the Sabbath stage, you, you, you will have this blessing. You will be the ones who can bless others. Not the ones who are receiving just the blessing, but the ones who can bless others too. So what are these three blessings? First, the influence. I bless that our next generation will be uh, strong, brave, and wise, and will have lots of influence to the world. And, and I bless that they will have the strong uh, authority over the enemies. The ones who can bless others, amen. Let's bless one another. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Let's pray. Uh, because it was the first session, it's so difficult. Our brothers, uh, sustain, sustain to um, strive to stay in the presence of the Lord in your workplace too. Let's pray. Tonight, what did we say? Uh, what did we talk about? Faith. Father, the faith to create uh, out of nothing and the faith to bring the dead into life. Father, allow us this faith. Whether we fail, whether we stumble, Father, let our life uh, continue to have the process to approach into the perfection of faith. faith. Father, Father, as we enter into the Sabbath stage of faith, Father, let our doubts disappear, let our failure disappear so that we will have a pure faith. At this end time, let many, let all of community members enter into the Sabbath rest stage of faith. In 2020, 23. We are keep talking about our ancestors of faith. Faith of Elijah, faith of Daniel, and now faith of Abraham. Father, you bring the dead into life. You create out of nothing. Let all this faith enter into Sabbath rest faith. Father, within this scale of faith, Father, let us become a blessed being who can bless others. Let us be a powerful authority being who can claim victory over the enemies. Father, and let us become um, people who have influence over others. Let these blessings be poured upon us. As we talk about all these great ancestors, we are not emphasizing their exceptional um, abilities, but we are, let us know that the one who made them great is greater, Father. Father, as we pray, Father, pour your faith over our community members as they pray. Father, let them empty themselves. Father, let their lifestyle change completely. Let their character change completely. Living Father God, be present. Oh, 